0: Praise the name of the Lord, everyone. Hallelujah. We give God thanks one more time. And as we,
1: tonight as we look again on the the word of God, we'll we'll
0: be turning to our text tonight comes from Exodus chapter 16.
1: Exodus chapter 16. And if we,
0: some of us were online on Sunday night, we were looking on Exodus chapter 15. And, uh, Let me just pull
1: up the new living translation. And we read
0: of the account where God God's people who were delivered out of Israel out of Egypt rather face a, a difficulty a crisis in their journey leaving the place of deliverance, the the Red Sea, Babel would have us to know that they came to the waters of Mara, Mara meaning bitter. They found this water and they were thirsty, but they were unable to drink of that water because it was bitter. We
1: understand that coming out of Egypt, God is now
0: placing Israel on trial. From time to time, as you read through uh, the story or the book of Exodus going down, those 40 years in the wilderness that they spent, you will recognize that from time to time, God begins to test his people. Israel is on trial. And it gives us an understanding
1: that God tests us.
0: He will create various tests, various trials in our lives to prove to us who we really are. God tests us for various reasons. The people began murmuring and grumbling when they did not have any water to drink. The Lord told them in Exodus chapter 15. I believe it's verse 25. When Moses cried out for help. And the Lord showed him a piece of wood. And tell him to put it in the water. That would make the water good to drink. That the Lord said. It was there that admired that the Lord set before them the following decree. As a standard to test their faithfulness to him. God is testing Israel. God tests us at time in order sometimes to humble us and to reveal what is in our heart. Deuteronomy 8 and verse 2 tells us, And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee And to prove thee to know what was in thine heart. Whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or not. He tests us.
1: To humble us. And to prove to us. So that we may know.
0: What is in our heart. God also will put us on trial in order to strengthen us and to prevent us, to keep us from sinning. Exodus 20 and verse 20, Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God is come to prove you, and that his fear may be before your faces, that he sin not. So God will uh, give us different tests from time to time to strengthen our faith and to establish his fear, the fear of God in our hearts that will prevent us from keep on
1: sinning. God tests
0: us, and we will see this in Exodus chapter 16. God tests us in order to see if
1: we will obey him.
0: He also tests people in order to refine them and to store them to live righteous lives.
1: It has everything to do With
0: the purification of the believer. Maturing process. Moving on to perfection. And Zechariah 13 and 9 tell us. And I will bring the third part through the fire. And refine them as silver is refined. And will try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name. And I will hear them. I will say it is my people. And they shall say. The Lord is my God.
1: And of course, God tests us at time
0: in order to judge and reward. First Corinthians thirty three verse thirteen rather tells us every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort
1: it is. God has a fire to try our work, and it's going to prove what sort, what kind of work did we produce. God tests people to see if they genuinely believe in Him.
0: John 6 and verse 5 to 6. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he said unto Philip, When shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew. What he would do, God already has the answer.
1: He asked the believer Philip, Where are we going to get bread to prove if Philip genuinely trusts him? God will test us from time to time that we will learn more and more patience and endurance James 1 2-3
0: My brethren count it all joy when he fall into diverse temptations knowing this that the shrine of your faith worketh patience and not only so, but we glory in tribulation also. That's Romans 5 3 to 5. Knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope make it not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Us. So very clearly, we understand that God will put us on trial for various reasons, whether he wants to, us to develop patience, endurance, for us to see that our, to ensure that our, our faith is genuine.
1: God will test us from time to time to purify us, to refine us in order that we may obey him. And so in Exodus chapter 15, God tests them by ensuring that the journey that they were going to take out of Egypt God knew from the beginning that the journey that he
0: instructed Moses to take would have caused them to go three days without water. But God had springs in store
1: for them. But he tested them.
0: And of course... They murmured against God. God provided a solution. They moved on. And then they recognized that God had 12 springs for them. Abundant
1: blessings. Abundant blessings. More than they needed. God had already had that in store for them. Exodus chapter 16.
0: Tells us now. Of another moment of crisis. And I'm going to try and go. As slow. And as clear as possible. Just paying attention to. What the text says. In front of us. Then the whole community of Israel.
1: Historians. Believe that there were about two and a half to three million people that left Egypt. So let us think about that for a moment. Moses is leading approximately two and a half to three million people out of Egypt. Aaron is along with him. We have the 70 elders.
0: His sister Miriam. And others that support. His ministry. Or his call. The Bible said the whole community of Israel. Set out from Elam. The place of abundant blessings and journeyed into the wilderness
1: of sin. And now,
0: the correct word there is the wilderness of seen, S-E-E-N, not sin as in transgression. I know that is translated as that, but the name of the place is actually seen which was between Elim and Sinai. They arrived there on the 15th day of the second month. And we have to take note now when the Lord, in his words, give us dates, times. These are significant. He's telling us it's one month after leaving the land of Egypt.
1: One month after that great exodus, the Bible said, There too, the
0: whole community of Israel complained about Moses and Aaron.
1: Can you imagine? Everywhere in the camp, people were complaining, murmuring against the leaders, murmuring against Moses, and murmuring against Aaron. If only the Lord had killed us back in Egypt, they moaned. They would have preferred to die as slaves than to be freed. Such was the complaint. If only God had killed us. Back in Egypt. There. They begin to.
0: Remember the lifestyle. In Egypt. We sat around. Pots. Filled with meat.
1: And ate. All the bread. We wanted. Not needed. They remembered and also are allowing us to know how much they were controlled by greed.
0: Sat around pots filled with meat and ate all the bread we wanted. But now, in what we call deliverance,
1: freedom from Egypt when we compare it it, 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 it's actually I think it's better for us to be in Egypt after what the Lord had done those 10 signs God bringing them out with a strong arm It is better for them to be in Egypt.
0: Now you have brought us into this wilderness. To starve us all.
1: To death. You brought us in this wilderness to starve us all. To death. I'm going to. Back to chapter 15. There's something I want to. Okay. Let's move on.
0: They. You're saying to Moses now, you have brought us into this wilderness to starve us
1: to death. It was a very short while ago that they had a similar crisis, one of water, and God showed up, and
0: they drank from Mara, which was bitter, but turned to, to sweet water,
1: or water that could be, to,
0: could quench their thirst. Moving on from there, I believe three days, to Elam, the place of springs. And now they have forgotten everything about what God had just done in their lives. It shows us also as believers how careful we
1: are Supposed to be concerning. Identifying.
0: Believing by faith. Knowing. That from day to day. We live from the hand of God.
1: Because the moment that we. Take God out of the picture. Then we will slip into a state of unbelief, of murmuring, complaining.
0: They say, you have brought us out here into this desert to let this whole assembly
1: starve to death. You, Moses. You brought us here. To kill us off. Almost 3 million of us. Can you imagine? I don't know. The Lord said to Moses. Here I will cause bread.
0: I don't think I'm in the NLT version. The Lord said to Moses. Look. Look. I'm going to rain down food from heaven for you. Each day, the people can go out and pick up as much food as they need for that day. I will test them in this to see whether or not they will follow my instructions.
1: Uh, We should take note.
0: That the people began to complain. Verse 2 tells us that they
1: complained
0: about Moses and Aaron.
1: But in verse 4, we're not
0: seeing Moses responding. It is the Lord who now speaks to Moses. Because the Lord is taking note of the complaints, the murmuring in the camp. Look, I'm going to rain down food from heaven for you. Each day, the people can go out and pick up as much food as they need for that day. Listen, I will test them in this to see whether or not they will follow my instructions. God is going to meet their need of
1: hunger. But in meeting their need, it's a test. Israel is on trial. As we recognize this in reading the the text, we also should note that we need to identify in our individual lives. What is God? What is God testing us with from day to day? What test Am I passing through right now? Is he refining me? Is it that he's testing to see if I'm obedient? Is it that he is putting me on trial to develop some patience in me? Is it that he wants to reward me? Or perhaps want to prove to me the state of my heart? Here is a test for Israel. It's a test of obedience if they will listen to the Lord's instruction
0: and follow verse 5 tells us on the sixth day they will gather food and when they prepare it there will be twice as much as usual God is saying every day I'm going to rain down food from heaven from you for you brothers we serve a God who doesn't change
1: it is for us to understand that God before the creation of time had already planned for humanity that he was going to
0: provide for them daily he said look I'm going to rain down food from heaven for you. Each day. The people can go out. And pick up as much food as they need. For that day. But we have to. Look at what the Lord is saying. And think.
1: The world. Will give us a kind of strategy that will tell us work smart and not hard. So instead of going out six days or each day upon till the sixth day, why not gather enough so you can work 3 days and take 3 days off you can do that no but the lord says each day because the world will teach us that we need to hoard The Lord is saying, don't keep anything that you don't need for the day. I want you to go out each day. I'm a God who provides
0: daily. I don't want you to have all these containers filled with food in your house. You're on trial. I want you to understand And I am a God who is committed
1: to the covenant that I have with you each day. Pick up as much food
0: as they need, not want. For that day, I will test them in in this to see whether or not they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day. They will gather food, and when they prepare it, there will be twice as much as usual. Why? Because the seventh day is the Sabbath, and no man is to work on the Sabbath day. It's a day of rest. So Moses and Aaron said to all the people of Israel, By evening, you will realize it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of
1: Egypt. This verse says a lot. It says a lot.
0: Moses is saying to the people, Moses and Aaron, to all the people of Israel, in the evening when he even comes, you're going to realize it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. See how careful we have to
1: be. These people, it tells us that many of them were ignorant to the fact that God delivered them out of Egypt. When we read the word of God as we progress, through Exodus
0: we recognize A lot, having been in Egypt for such a long period of time, many of them
1: by now had assimilated
0: so much with the Egyptians that they themselves had become superstitious
1: Some did not recognize that it was the
0: mighty hand of God that brought them out, whatever they may, be, may have believed. Egypt was a place that was plagued with witchcraft, idolatry.
1: You see, every
0: act of God was against the gods of Egypt. And now Moses is saying, by the evening, you're going to know. It's not it's not me. It's not Aaron. It's not some other powers. It was the Lord who delivered you out of Egypt. In the morning, you will see the glory of the Lord. Because he has heard your complaints, which are against him, not against us. If this doesn't make us fear in the church.
1: then I don't know what will. Because Moses is telling us now. The community of Israel. That even though. I'm leading. Aaron is standing by my side. We have been given this. Task. I want you to know that it is God who you are complaining against. You're murmuring against God.
0: God has heard your complaints. You will see the glory of the Lord because he has heard your complaints now, watch this. In the beginning of the Exodus, when God called Moses, God told Moses, I have heard the cry of my people. He he has heard the cry. And he has seen how the taskmasters of Egypt has oppressed his people. He said, I have come down. I'm taking notice, note of what's happening. And I'm going to serve notice to Pharaoh to deliver my people. Now God says, here,
1: I have heard the complaint, the murmuring of my people. And I'm going to give them food. Brothers, it is never good when God answers us. You know, a murmuring.
0: God said to Moses, or rather than Moses added, the Lord will give you meat to eat. In the evening and bread to satisfy you in the morning, for he has heard all your complaints
1: against him.
0: They say, what have we done? Yes, your complaints are against the Lord, not against us.
1: Moses was humble enough to understand that. Where where did this spirit of complaining come from? Yes, we know. Unbelief, lack of faith will cause us to question the Lord. Question him as if he's not able. But God is able. Is there anything too hard for the Lord to do? Verse 9 tells us,
0: Moses said to Aaron, announce this to the entire community of Israel. The entire community that complained against me, announce this to the entire community of Israel. They have said what they wanted to say. Now I have
1: something to say. Present yourselves before the Lord. For he has heard your complaining. I believe if we. Can we pull up that from the King James Version. Verse 9.
0: Moses spake unto Aaron and the All the congregation of the children of Israel. Come near. Yes. Come near. Before the Lord. For he had heard your murmurings. Now. And as Moses and as Aaron spoke. To the whole community of Israel. They look. Out toward the wilderness. There they could see the awesome glory. Of the Lord. In the cloud.
1: Brothers. Sisters. Ladies. Gentlemen. Let's understand.
0: Moses instructs Aaron to tell the community, the entire nation of Israel, to draw near
1: to the Lord. Present yourselves before the Lord.
0: And the Bible tells us as Aaron begins to speak to the community of Israel, they look out toward the wilderness. There they could see the awesome glory of the Lord in the cloud. This is not the first time as we read the account of the Exodus. This is not the first
1: time where we see the Lord showing up in the cloud. It was the same cloud that led them
0: by day, pillar of fire by night. It was the same cloud that moved from the front of the camp and camped between at the back of the Israelites and between the Israelites. And the Egyptians cast a light. It was light unto the the Israelites, but darkness to the Egyptians. Now, Moses is instructing Aaron to tell the people of Israel to draw near. Come near.
1: Come near to the Lord. It is significant because here we can understand now why there is a spirit of complaining and murmuring in the camp. Because when people are not close to God eventually they will become complainers the spirit of unbelief will take hold upon their lives they will begin to hoard because they don't believe that God can provide from day to day They begin to question everything because they are no longer seen through the eyes of the spirit because they are walking now in the flesh.
0: And so God tells Moses Moses tells Aaron tell the people to come near To God.
1: Because there is a blessing. In drawing near. There is another. Thing to note. Why is it. That Israel. had to be instructed to draw near to God. See, brothers and sisters, there are times when God reveals himself, when he shows up like he showed up in the form of a cloud A pillar of cloud leading them by day
0: and fire by night. When we see the revelation of God, the mysteries of God, the miracles of God, we have to allow our minds and our hearts to be saturated by the encounter that we have observed or experienced. Because if we don't saturate our minds, our spirit, our heart with that encounter, we'll treat it
1: like any ordinary thing. No man has the power to heal. No man. It is God that heals example God can move in the assembly and he will anoint someone or
0: allow his servant at a specific time to be praying for people or touching people or speaking according to what God has placed in his heart the people and we will see God healing
1: people, because there's a move of the anointing to heal.
0: And there, let's take for example: the preacher say, "Come," or whoever it may be, "Come." God wants to heal. I feel the anointing of God is moving to heal people in the assembly, and many run. And go and blinded eyes are open, dumb speak, whatever may be the condition, cancer, tumors, whatever it may be, even a simple headache.
1: And people's lives are touched. And service ends. Pastor goes, or whoever it may be, goes to his office or goes to the parking lot that anointing has now lifted and then someone will come and say pastor uh,
0: can you can you pray for me i i i i'm not doing so well there's a condition in my stomach can you pray for me Doctors are
1: seeing something. I just want you to pray for me. And to be truthful, friends. I have to say at times. And I have to instruct them. Instruct persons. When you see the anointing moving. It's not the man. It is God. God. Who wants to heal his people? When it lifts, man has no power.
0: He's got to pray and beseech God to find out now what is his will and whatever, when the
1: anointing was flowing. But
0: sometimes ignorance, pride will cause us not to see how important the
1: move of God is for the present time.
0: Not before long. We miss it. There have times when I have to say, you'd have to come back again. I have to wait until the anointing when God bids me. Because I don't have the power to heal.
1: If God give me something, then I will will give it.
0: But sometimes, why I'm saying this, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, we can treat the move of God so light.
1: The mystery,
0: the revelation of this cloud moving with Israel. The people did not recognize
1: importance God now
0: moves and shows up again awesome glory of the Lord in the cloud the Lord said to Moses I have heard the Israelites complaints now tell them in the evening you will have meat to eat and in the morning you will have all the bread you want then you will know that I am the Lord, your God. Hello.
1: Let's recognize
0: one of the challenge here again. Moses had just t- told them earlier. You will know that it is the Lord that has delivered you. Don't be ignorant of the fact that this deliverance
1: is from the Lord. It's a work of God. The Lord says,
0: I am going to give you meat and I'm going to give you bread. And this miracle that I am going to perform is to teach you, is to remove the ignorance from your eyes that you will know that I am the Lord, your God. The Bible says, That even vast numbers of quail flew in and covered the camp. No, this is not. This is quail flying over the wilderness.
1: It's not anything new. But the miracle is. At that specific time. God. Brought them there. And it covered the camp. Specific time. Specific place. The next morning. The area around the
0: camp. Was wet. With dew. When the dew evaporated. A flaky substance. As fine as frost. Blanketed the ground. Israelites were puzzled when they saw it. What is it? They asked each other. They had no idea what it was.
1: Now we recognize. Careful. The
0: quail flew and just covered the camp. But the next morning, the area around the camp was wet with dew. When the dew evaporated, a flaky substance as fine as frost blanketed the ground. You see, the Israelites were puzzled when they saw it. What is it? They asked each other. They had no idea what it was. Moses told them, it is the
1: food the Lord has given you to eat.
0: see the quail just covered the camp remember they were grumbling they were complaining about having no eat no meat to eat now meat is in the camp it just covered the
1: camp but the bread our manna what the lord provided was covered and protected by the dew They could only see it after the dew had evaporated.
0: Moses told them it is the food the Lord has given to eat. These are the Lord's instructions. Each household should gather as much as it needs. Pick up two quarts for each person in your tent. So the people... Of Israel did. As they were told. Some gathered a lot. Some only. A little. They did as they, they were told. Some. Went out. Got a lot. Some a little. But watch. When they measured it out. Everyone had just. Enough.
1: When they gathered it, they had just enough. Those who
0: gathered a lot had nothing left over. And those who gathered only a little had enough. Each family had just what it needed. see, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, let's look.
1: There's a mystery here. God wants us to understand it too. It doesn't matter what they intended in their hearts. When they went out to gather the food, some gathered a lot. Some only a little. But when they began to measure it out, it's a mystery. Everyone had just enough. Doesn't matter how much
0: they had picked up or gathered, when they start to measure, they recognize it was just enough. Those who gathered a lot had nothing left over. It was just enough. And those who gathered only a little had enough. Each family had just what it needed.
1: Now, if this is not teaching us something, then what is?
0: It's a great principle. In life. Let's understand brothers and sisters. The promise that was made to Abraham.
1: About. This nation. Let. The Bible tells us that one family. Went down to Egypt.
0: And out of this family. One. Seventy. Out of this family. Now we are seeing about three million people. Well we know that some mix it was a mixed multitude that came out of Egypt, but it was now a nation, and God now is instructing, he's teaching, he's testing his people, giving them the
1: principle for life.
0: Hoarding was not one of them. Greed, covetousness, whatever you may call it, was not one of them.
1: Each family had just what it needed.
0: So, first part of the test. Now, then Moses told them do not keep any of it until morning. But some of them didn't listen.
1: Still trying. To test the limits. Because that's who. Um, it's the nature of humans. If we're not. Submissive to the will of God. We try to check the boundaries. That's what our children do.
0: And growing up. Parents we have to put. Give them guidelines, principles. Every now and then
1: they test the limit. Don't you touch that.
0: Want to see what will happen. Anyway, Moses tell them, do not keep any of it until morning. But some of them didn't listen and kept some of it until morning. But by then it was full Of maggots. And had a terrible smell. Moses was very angry. With them. Failure.
1: Unbelief. Disobedience. It's showing up.
0: Why keeping it. Until the morning. If the Lord says. He will provide it. Every day.
1: Do we sometimes do that? Every sale. We have to catch it.
0: All right. Now, pastor, stay, stay in the book. Praise the name of the Lord, Jesus. We store and store. Never had it a concern for somebody else. I know there are persons who will buy and buy and buy
1: because they give, they give, they give. Some will buy, buy,
0: buy, and store, 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 store. When we recognize that things are are getting outdated, or probably past the date, try and give, give, give or you know anybody wants something to buy
1: no God allowed maggots to come out of the food he had provided
0: Moses was rightly angry with them And after this, the people gathered the food morning by morning, each family according to its need. They had to see the
1: hand of God acted against their disobedience
0: for them to fall in line. Now they start gathering food morning by morning, each family according to its need. And as the sun became hot, the flakes they had not picked up melted and disappeared. On the sixth day, trial number, uh, second part of the trial, they gathered twice as much as usual, four quarts for each person instead of two. And all the leaders of the community came and asked Moses for an explanation. Why? Why do we have to? Do this on the sixth day. Moses said, this is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow will be a day of complete rest. A holy Sabbath day set apart for the Lord. So bake or boil as much as you want today and set aside what is left for tomorrow. So they put some aside until morning, just as Moses had commanded. And in the morning, the leftover food was wholesome and good. Without maggots are odor.
1: See how God honors obedience. Disobedience produces corruption, obedience, preservation. He will preserve us when we're obedient. For disobedient, it leads to corruption.
0: It will corrupt our spirit. Moses said, Eat this food today, for today is a Sabbath day dedicated to the Lord. There will be no food on the ground today. You may gather the food for six days, but the seventh day is the Sabbath. There will be no food on the ground that day. Do you recognize, brothers and sisters, that God has now is now showing? the household, the nation of Israel and it's a lesson to every other nation that God is
1: the provider he can create a day
0: where we can't find food and he will create other days when there will be abundant supply of food
1: but listen again Always some
0: person, someone who is testing the limits. Some of the people went out anyway on the seventh day, but they found no food. But God said there will be no food.
1: But don't truly believe. So this proved what was in their heart. They did
0: not believe. The Lord asked Moses, how long will these people refuse to obey my commands and instructions? They must realize that the Sabbath is the Lord's gift to you. It's a gift. That is why he gives you a two-day supply on the sixth day, so there will be enough for two days. On the Sabbath day, you must each stay in your place. Do not go out to pick up food on the seventh day. So the people did not gather any food on the 7th day. They called the food manna. It was like was it was white like coriander seed and it tasted like honey wafers.
1: What have we learned? What is God trying to teach us? As we read. The word of God. The history of the nation of Israel. The nation that God has called. To be a light. Unto the other nations. But what we learn. it's never good to complain. Never good to murmur. Never good to grumble. When we find ourselves complaining and murmuring, it is because we are not near to God. It is because we are we have removed ourselves from the presence of his glory. Never a man complain in the presence of God's glory. Only a man who is ignorant of who God is and what the weight of his glory carries that will complain in such an awesome presence. A complainer is a man who truly has not understood the power of God's word. See, when we are in the midst of his glory, of his presence. we are aware the fear of God will be
0: established
1: in our hearts
0: and where the fear of God is we find wise
1: people people
0: of wisdom because the scripture tells us it is the beginning Of wisdom. That's where wisdom starts. Where the fear of God is. Foolish people.
1: Are complainers. Because they don't have. The fear of God. Where do we stand? Which seat do we take tonight? Am I
0: going to believe God when I can't see because I know He sees everything and He knows everything? And I firmly believe that God is good.
1: Nothing bad ever comes from him. So if he places me in a difficult position. Hello, somebody. I'm going right up the alley tonight. We have folks who will quickly. As soon as you find yourself in a difficult position it's the enemy it is the enemy that has caused this wicked people then the gate ways of superstition opens up and we begin to see that thing that way
0: witchcraft this that whatever you may call it God told Moses, carry them along that way. I'm going to make them be thirsty for three days. That's what was in the mind of God.
1: God created the crisis. Hello, somebody.
0: Now... Because we're not near or in the presence of the Lord. We pray against the hand of God. God. Bind this. uh, What you call it. Or whatever you may call it. Open up the windows of, of heaven now. We want to tell God what to do at what time.
1: Now. We seal it with a few tongues. And God said, Oh, my servant, if you would ever recognize. I want to teach you. I created the crisis. Because I see some things in your heart that I want to address. Your heart is as bitter. As the waters of Mara. I can make it sweet. Acts about the prophet Jonah, who was caught up in a turmoil in the inner man, the will of God and his will. Jonah said, if I go prophesy to these people, they will repent.
0: That's not good for Israel because if Israel has been warned year after year and has not yet repented, and this heathen nation repent, then the judgment on Israel is certain. So Jonah abandoned. There's a turmoil on the inside of Jonah, boarded a ship to Tarshish. And God says,
1: okay, Jonah, I'm going to take what's happening in your spirit and I'm going to make it physical. So
0: you have a turmoil happening on the inside of your heart. I'm going to put it on the sea. And so he caused a wind. A great storm out of nowhere to come upon the ocean. And the men who were sailing that boat, that ship, were so afraid. Because they've never seen anything like that. And is looking out. And he knows what's happening inside of me is what's happening on the water right now. And he says, I'm the one,
1: throw me Overboard. Jonah didn't know as a prophet he knew he knew what God was doing and as soon as he went overboard hello he found himself into the will of God salvation a great fish swallowed him the waters the storm seas
0: God will put you in some places at times to prove to you what's in your heart. He will put me in some places at times to prove
1: what's in my heart. God will allow the waters to dry up to See if you will trust him. God will allow a store basket to go empty. To see if we would trust him. God is allowing this whole world to go crazy now. And never a man can pray against the pandemic. We pray that the will of the Lord may be done whatever he wants to teach us. Whatever he wants to do, whatever he's testing us with. The important thing is to see God in everything. You lose some money somewhere. Something happens somewhere. See God. Why? The enemy can't do anything to the believer unless God allows it. Let's unmute our microphones. Tonight we can remove ourselves out of the camp of the complainers and become a believer for the believers
0: praise God believers worship God hallelujah wise men seek Jesus hallelujah wise men will risk their lives to see Jesus Believers worship Jesus, even in the most difficult circumstances. That's who we are. That's the nature that we have. Hallelujah. For it's no longer we that live, but it's Christ that lives in us. How can we become complainers? Hallelujah. You tell us what will become of complainers. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's unmute a microphone and get ready to
1: pray.